It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. Great to be with you on this Thursday. We have a ton to get to because today, well, today's the day I get to be the Bengals GM. Today's the day I get to build a winner. Today is the day I've been waiting for all damn, well, maybe since I covered the started covering the Bengals again last April. Because I got to a, I get to attack free agency here. I get to attack the draft altogether. Obviously, the Bengals had made some moves in free agency last offseason when I got back on the beat. And then by the time I got back to this podcast, we were already past the draft. I started last May. And uh, look, we have a ton to get to here because last week Jake did this. Today, I'm going to simulate free agency in the draft give you who I would cut, who I would re-sign, who I'm going to go after in unrestricted free agency, and then draft. I'm going to go three rounds in the draft. And then Jake on Friday's show is going to break it down. And and the, the first segment before we get to the mailbag together, he's going to grade me. And look, before we get any farther, This is the only Daily Bengals podcast out there. So if you're new, welcome. I'm James Rapine. Jake Lisko is my co-host. We're doing separate shows this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, just for scheduling purposes. And that happens sometimes in the offseason, just some personal stuff in my life that Jake has been uh, awesome to accommodate. So he will break this down. He will grade this on Friday. But you know my philosophy, and and the philosophy is pretty damn simple. When it comes to the Bengals, how am I going to make Joe Burrow's life easier? Because that's what I want to do in free agency. That's what I'm going to do in free agency. That's my plan. That's my ultimate goal in the NFL draft. The Bengals are 4-11-1. And they can talk about championships and Super Bowls, but you got to walk before you run. And right now the Bengals are crawling. And in the way they walk is the same way you guys have said it. And guys, I mean men, women, children. Uh, Heck, I think my dog knows the Bengals' offensive line stinks. I I do. I I think that that is such a common thing. Absolutely, the Bengals need to get better on the offensive line. Absolutely, they need to get better in the trenches. That is something that has to happen. That's priority one. But that is not the only priority because we are not simple humans. We are creatures that can do more than one thing in an offseason. And that's what I'm going to do as GM of the Cincinnati Bengals today. We'll be using the fan speak simulator, the free agent simulator, and then we'll be doing a mock draft. And this way, we know what happens in free agency. You know who I'm keeping, who I'm I'm moving on from. My goal here is to balance things, right? Like, absolutely, I know that the Bengals need to address edge, especially if Carl Lawson isn't retained. But how do I make Joe Burrow's life easier? That's that's my goal, 
because this idea, and there are some, not a lot, some people that think, oh, well, the offense looked pretty good with Joe Burrow in week six through eight. That it looked pretty good with that offensive line. And now they got Frank Pollock and, you know, maybe you just draft Sewell fifth overall and you just address the defense and boom, you're done. Hell no, that's not true. Look around. Look around. It, yeah, of course the game is won in the trenches. Well, guess what? I got to keep Joe Burrow upright. And I want to give Joe Burrow as many targets as I can for him to throw to. And of course I want to get after the opposing quarterback. Of course I want to generate turnovers. All those things. But number nine is my priority this offseason. And he should be the Bengals' priority this offseason. Because fair, unfair, their biggest piece in a long time, probably since Carson Palmer, is rehabbing from a season-ending awful injury. That cannot happen again for the rest of his career. They have to do everything they can to protect him and make life easier on him and put him in a position to succeed. And that's what I'm going to do. So without further ado, we'll do it next. Free agency in segment two, the draft in segment three. And uh, man, I I can't wait for this. Hopefully, Hopefully I can get some of these guys to come to Cincinnati. We'll see. No indoor practice facility? I don't know. I don't know. Am I going to be able to get Taylor Moten or Trent Williams or one of these guys to come? We'll we'll see next. We talk about it all the time here on Locked On Bengals. RockAuto.com. It's the place to go for all of your auto parts needs. It doesn't matter what it is. Whether it's windshield washer fluid in the dead of winter, whether you need to to replace the the filters in your car, could be the most minor things. You can save money at RockAuto.com. They have auto parts fuel pumps, fuel pump assemblies, anything you can imagine for your car or truck, and they have it at rock bottom prices. They've been a family business, owned and operated for over two decades. Go to rockauto.com right now. Check out all the auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. It doesn't matter if you drive a Toyota, a Kia, a Daewoo, a Honda. Rock Auto has you covered. And best of all, the prices always reliably low. The same for professionals as they are for do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes... It's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, let's dive into it. It's free agent frenzy. And let's start with who I'm going to cut. 
I think this is pretty obvious. Um, much like Jake last week, Giovanni Bernard, there is no option to, to cut him or trade him um, in fan speak. It's a $7 million cap hit for doing so. Uh, obviously the Bengals would save about $4 million if they did. So that's another one I would consider. I would also consider CJ Uzama. I would. Um, both of those guys, by the way, if they're open to restructuring, maybe try to restructure them to free up a little cap this year. Ultimately, though, I released Bobby Hart, BJ Finney, Geno Atkins. Uh, you, you free up n- nearly $20 million, about $18 million in cap space. It, it's Look, you, you have to. You just, you have to, you have to do these moves. You have to make these moves. And I'm actually, and you'll see this, I'm open to returning some of those guys returning. But first I have to address the the biggest guys, the the top needs. And that starts with, with Carl Lawson, right? Carl Lawson's the guy that was really the only guy that was getting pressure on the quarterback. He's a guy I think the Bengals need to keep. I'm open to franchise tagging him and or William Jackson, I offered him $13.5 million per season over the next four seasons. Bingo. Got him locked up. And the, the the best part about this is the cap hit just a shade over $10 million this year. And it's uh, it, it, there, there are ways for that to be even lower, right? That, that can be lower depending on how they allocate the funds. So the Bengals can make this work. You, you go in with $58 million, I believe I had in cap space. I was able to get Carl Lawson back on a, a reasonable deal. And I'm going to do the same thing for William Jackson here. I'm going to offer him the same deal one less year, right? William Jackson III is a little older. He, he's 28 years old. He, he's obviously a guy that, that you like, that you want to keep. Hopefully he, he can be your number one over the next few years. I'm open to tagging him, but instead I'm going to offer him 13.5 million over three years. And he accepted that as well. So now we're moving. So I'm retaining Carl Lawson and William Jackson, lock them both up. They're on the same team now for the next three years. That's in line with what you're, you have with DJ, DJ reader, which is good, right? He's on a contract for the next three years. Trey Wayne's on a contract for two more years. So you feel pretty good about those pieces. Now, obviously, there's some other guys that I'll potentially want to retain. Let me start, and and, and I'll stick with defense here. I'll start with Mike Daniels. Mike Daniels is a guy I think he's a really good leader. I think he's a quality player, quality human being. So I'm going to offer him uh, $2.5 million, a one-year deal, and he accepted that. Part of the reason I knew he would accept that is because he did last week in Jake Simulator. No-brainer for me. Uh, I also am going to do something after cutting Geno Atkins. I think that it's realistic that they can cut and restructure, renegotiate, whatever. The cap is going to suck for pe- like some of these teams, and it's really going to hurt a guy like Geno Atkins. And this may be unrealistic, but I'm going to try it anyway. So I've just re- I released Geno Atkins. He's available. I re-signed Mike Daniels. Who's to say the Bengals can't re-sign Geno Atkins at a lower number instead of a crazy-ass number? And maybe he would want another year, but maybe not because he's coming off of an injury-riddled season. If he can show that he's still capable, testing free agency again next year might be exactly what he wants to do. I'm going to offer him $2.5 million, most of it guaranteed this year, a one-year deal, and he accepted. Is that unrealistic? Maybe by about a million bucks. Maybe I lowballed him a little, 
But what is Gino truly getting on the open market? I think he's getting around that. I do. Like, I, I don't think Gino Atkins is going to get this crazy amount of money uh, on the open market. And, and so maybe he does want to stay home here, play next to DJ Reader and try to dominate and, and show that he deserves one more decent contract. I'm down with that if I'm the Bengals. So now, so far, built around Joe Burrow, right? Well, all the moves I've made are on defense. Kept Carl Lawson. Kept William Jackson. Long term. Geno Atkins, one-year deal. Mike Daniels, one-year deal. There's one more defensive lineman I'm going to go after here. Margus Hunt. I'm going to offer him $1 million. I think Margus Hunt was disruptive. I liked that he was able to... To make an impact, there were multiple games where I noticed Marcus Hunt this past year, and he was probably playing more than he would need to. I'm going to offer him $1 million and see if he'll take it, and he did. And, and so that's great. Like, that's a, a steal, and who knows if that's what it would be. Maybe it'd be 1.5. Maybe I'm around there. But either way, I have plenty of cap space now to, to go into to free agency and get some of these other guys because you look at it, the cap hits in 2021 for all the moves I just made, and we had $58 million in cap space, $10 million for Lawson, $10 million for Jackson, $2.5 for Atkins, $2.5 for Daniels, and $1 million for Marcus Hunt. So you're talking $6 million, what, $26 million for those guys. So you just you feel much better about your defense, much better about the trenches, I think, because you got Reader coming back. Obviously, Hubbard on one side, Lawson on the other. Jackson uh, can pair up with Trey Waynes like you had hoped, and Bates on the back end, and Bell. and So it's coming together. Another guy that uh, I would consider here, and and, and we'll see. Well, let's get to free agency first uh, as far as unrestricted free agency. I wouldn't mind bringing Bobby Hart back. I get it. It's crazy. You're crazy, James. Am I? I like, I don't want him at $7 million, but... Can I pay him to be a backup tackle? Because if so, I'm okay with that. And we'll see. My priority here isn't Bobby Hart yet, but I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. All right, let's go to unrestricted free agency. The guy I'm going after, it is not just one of these dudes. I want a guard, and I want a tackle. And unfortunately, and this sucks, unfortunately, Brandon Scherf, has re-signed with the Washington football team. So Brandon Scherf re-signed. That means he's not available. So that means guard-wise, like the high-end guards, Joe Tooney is it, right? So that's going to impact me a little bit. Still, despite that, my top target all along is the top tackle available. Who's the top tackle available? It is not Taylor Moat. Well, who is it, James? What are you talking about? It's not Taylor Moat. It's Trent Williams. He's the top tackle available. That's who I'm going after. I'm not going to mess around with it. Trent Williams is a stud. He was dominant last year after taking a year off. We saw how hard that is to do when it comes to what? Le'Veon Bells of the world, the A.J. Greens of the world. Well, Trent Williams had a 91.9 overall PFF grade. He was the highest rated left tackle for pro football focus in 2020. He only allowed four sacks, was on the field for 978 snaps. Uh, played all but two games. One was because of COVID, and the other one was a season finale that was meaningless, so he didn't play. Trent Williams expected to hit the market. I'm going to offer him three years, $16 million per season. And that might be a little shy 
again, that might be a little shy. Um, that being said, if it's 17.5 instead of 16, the Bengals can afford that too. Like that million and a half isn't going to change things. I'm going to make sure I have enough cap at the end of this to where it doesn't matter if I'm a million off on a couple of these guys. And, uh, and I probably overpaid for a couple, to be honest with you. So let's, uh, let's offer it. And Trent Williams will simulate the day in one second because uh, that's how it works here with these unrestricted guys in the simulator. The other guy I'm going after is Joe Tooney. And I'm going to offer Joe Tooney big money to. I'm done with this. I'm done with these unproven commodities. I'm done with the development. We're rolling with proven guys. And look, they can spend the money. It's okay. It's okay. Trey Waynes only has a year left. Like There are guys that they're going to be able to potentially move on from if they don't produce where the cap will be just fine. The cap should go back up in 2022. You don't have to worry about it that much. It's okay to spend is my point. It's okay to spend. It's okay to go after a guy like Tooney and and, and court him. And and so we'll see if I can get him here. I'm going to start this. And this isn't my best price. And it isn't with Trent either. I'm going to go four years Thirteen and a half million dollars per year for Joe Tooney. So I just offered Trent Williams, who's older. He'll be thirty-three years old in July. Offered him three years, sixteen million per season. Thirty-five percent of that is guaranteed. A lot of guarantees in the front, and and obviously you don't structure the contract completely and all that stuff in the simulator. Um, and then I'm going to offer on my first day of free agency, Joe Tooney. Let's go three years. He's 28 years old, still three years, $13.5 million. And I'm willing to go up in years to get him. I'm willing to go up in money to get him. This is a a first offer for Joe Tooney. All right, let's, let's stop there because I'm okay not worrying about wide receivers right now. I'm okay not worrying about edge right now. I want to try to get these two guys. These are the two dudes I'm targeting. And if I can do that, then we'll go from there. Uh, So let's see. Let's cue the simulator. Trent Williams has accepted the deal. Hell yes. That's huge because even if you can't get Tooney, I can find a guard in the draft. Uh, so, So Trent Williams accepts that $16 million over three seasons. Big, big, big time. And... So that that comes with a uh, $12 million cap hit in 2021. So still plenty of cap to work with. Joe Tooney declines. And and I thought that might be the case. Again, Scherf had re-signed. He's clearly the top guard. So we're going to dive right on in and and address that again. Um, So Tooney, you want to play hardball, do you? Uh, Let's go three years. We'll leave it at three. Fifteen. Yeah, three years, $15.5 million. So you're basically locking him up for potentially the rest of his prime, not paying for any of his bad years. You might be overpaying a bit yearly, but you're okay with that because, again, the goal is to protect Joe Burrow. So would you rather offer $14 million over four years or go up a million or two over three? We'll see if it, that gets done. I'm also going to go after 
a wide receiver here. Let's see who who we're going to offer. Um, it, it doesn't need to be anyone super significant. Again, I, I think the draft, I think that fifth pick, you free that up potentially. Certainly, there are wide receivers to go after. Let's go after Josh Reynolds, but I'm not going to go after him the way uh, I think Bill Barnwell of ESPN said. He, he had uh, the Bengals signing him to a two-year, $10 million deal. I'm not in it like that. Maybe he's willing to come to Cincinnati and play for less, uh, or, or maybe not play for less, but just doesn't have a ton of offers out there. I'm going to offer him one year, $3.5 million. Let's see if Josh Reynolds takes that. And it's okay if not. I'm, I'm okay with, with not doing that. And then one more, and I, I thought this was interesting because uh, Jake last week, his simulator, there wasn't any, I think there was one kicker, and I, I forget who it was. But Greg Zerline's available, and I don't think Greg Zerline's like this amazing kicker. But I also want to have someone uh, to compete with Austin Seibert. So I'm going to offer Greg Zerline a one-year, $1.5 million deal. Let's go $1.5 million for Greg Zerline, the kicker. And so I'm trying to think if there's anybody else I'm going to go after here. This is kind of the Bobby Hart range where I'm like, eh, maybe Bobby Hart, he's still there. Bobby Hart, I'm interested in. Riley Reef, I'm interested in. Because again, I want to add some some proven depth behind these guys. Because Trent Williams might miss a game or two. Joe Tooney might miss a game or two. And, and, and what happens then? And uh, obviously, Jonah Williams might be switching positions as is right now. And, and so that that's going to be interesting. You got Trent Williams on the left side. Jonah, I would move to the right side depending on the draft, and then you go from there. That being said, I you know what? I just convinced myself. I'm going to offer Riley Reef as well. Let's go Riley Reef. Two years, but low money. Two years, $2.5 million for Riley Reef. Okay, so we still have plenty of room. We... Have Trent Williams locked up. Resign Marcus Hunt, Daniels, Atkins, Jackson, Lawson. Let's see what happens. Joe Tooney got him, baby. Three years, fifteen point five million. That is big time. That is big time, big time, big time. And let's see here. Riley Reef and Greg Zerline have both agreed as well. Look at that. That's a big one. That's a big one. So now you get your swing tackle. So you don't need to go Bobby Hart. You get. Um, you know, a guy in reef, you know, I, I think he could kick in. I think he could play wherever you really need him to. He's a, a proven veteran. Um, Joe Tooney, you lock him up, which is huge. So now imagine this offensive line. They have Trent Williams. They have Joe Tooney. And then I added a kicker in Greg Zerline. I'm okay with that. I, I think that that's a, uh, a pretty good day. So we have one more day left. I'm going to offer, because I can only go three days. Jake gave me a limit of three days free agency. I'd go 52 days if, if that's what it took. I'm only allowed to go three days here. Um, let's, look at, let's look at corner, because you, you do technically need a nickel. To me, I'm fine with kicking Darius Phillips inside, so you have your three, three corners, Phillips in the nickel. Then you got... Uh, Obviously, William Jackson the third and Trey Waynes. That being said, let's offer Mackenzie Alexander a deal just to see if he'll accept it. Uh, one year, three point five million. Then let's also 
look at Edge. And Edge is interesting. All right, so you got Tack McKinley here. That could be an interesting one. My target is someone I don't think people have talked about much. And it, it, it's a hell of a story. And he was, uh, from the substance abuse that, that he dealt with, and he was out of the league for years, but he's, he's back in the league and played well for the Cowboys. Alden Smith, I'm a fan. Like, I, I think he can play. He had four sacks last year. 50 total pressures, um, a, a guy that I think could help. The The Bengals came back to, to play for Dallas last year on a one-year deal. I'm going to offer him two years, $10 million, maybe a two-year deal. I mean, he's older now. He's 31, be 32 in uh, September. But as a guy, I think he could give you some quality edge rest snaps. And again, I kept Carl Lawson. We still have the draft. So let's do it. So uh, right now, day three, this is the final day. Do I want to do anything else? Don't have much to work with here. Don't have much else to work with here. Um, oh, in Reynolds decline, by the way, Reynolds decline. I forgot to say that Reynolds declined that number. I could go after him again. It doesn't really make sense though. Cause I'm not going higher. I'll, I'll go after Marquise Goodwin, little speedster on the cheap. Because if not, if he says no, then, you know, the Mike Thomases of the world, you could bring those back and address the position in the draft. I'll go one year, $1 million on Marquise Goodwin. So right now, we're hoping for Auden Smith, hoping for Marquise Goodwin on our last day of free agency. Let's see. Well, I think it's a best case. Well, not the best case, but it's a pretty damn good scenario. Goodwin said no. Alden Smith is coming to town. So the Bengals just got a hell of a lot better in the trenches. They, they, they just got a lot, of, lot better in the trenches. Um, so to recap what they've done in free agency, Carl Lawson, William Jackson III, we kept both of those guys. Geno Atkins back on a $2.5 million deal for one season. Mike Daniels, same amount. Marcus Hunt, $1 million bucks. Then the big dogs. Trent Williams, three years. $16 million per season. Joe Tooney, three years, $15.5 million per season. I was willing to go to four years if I needed to. He's only 28 years old. Got it done with the three-year mark. Also was able to get Alden Smith, the edge rusher, uh, a two-year $10 million deal. Greg Zerline, $1.5. Riley Reef, $2 million bucks per season for two years. And that that is one of the things I've noticed on this Mike. You get uh, th this uh, this simulator. You give a, a, an extra year, and that works like a charm. Anyways, uh, we have five point four million dollars of cap space remaining, so we're good. We are golden pony boy. So we got cap space left. We we have um, a bunch of guys on the team that that you know are clear guys that that are going to to boost the trenches and boost the defense and boost the offensive line obviously you still have some holes some question marks that that's going to happen we will address those in the draft three rounds next right here on the locked on Bengals podcast but first a word from bet online because bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. Get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So go to BetOnline.ag right now. 
Use promo code locked on and you're going to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, betonline.ag, promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. It is time to draft, and let's start with the fifth pick. Look, the the Bengals now, I mean, there's no clear-cut need. I mean, wide receiver might even be a bigger need than tackle, uh, but but I, I want to get – I want this to be a pipeline, right? I want a young tackle to learn behind Trent Williams, to learn behind Riley Reef potentially, who's – or learn from Riley Reef rather – um, and a guy who could be Jonah Williams' backup, right? A, a guy who can help in that area. So we'll see what happens. Let's start this simulator. Trevor Lawrence, one. Justin Fields, two. Penny Sewell, three. That's painful. Rashawn Slater, four. Thank you for that because there's no way in hell I was taking Slater at five. This is a no-brainer for me. Jamar Chase. You take him. You run. Um, th- th- there will be some that say, well, you could trade down. You could get cute. Uh, Zach Wilson still on the board. Trey Lance still on the board. Um, I get that, and, and I I understand it. But I, I kind of think that the Falcons just gave you a gift by taking Slater. And much like I felt now a decade ago when AJ Green was drafted, when there were plenty of people that said that the Bengals should not draft him, they should trade down. And there were people that did that because the Browns took the trade from Atlanta with Julio Jones, and it didn't work out for him. And obviously, it worked out for Atlanta. I'm about players, man, and Chase is a player. So I'll take him, and we'll see what we got in the the second round. I think that that's uh, right in line with what I did from a a team-building standpoint in free agency, address the trenches, bring in names, the Williams brothers uh, on the tackle spots, manning the tackle positions, Jonah on the right side. And I'll never forget this. For those that are worried about moving Jonah around, there was uh, that Bill Belichick – Nick Saban documentary that came out about a year and a half, two years ago. And it came out right before Jonah was drafted or, 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 or no, it, was, it came out after Jonah was drafted, but they showed Alabama's pro day and Belichick asked, well, who could play? Who, who, are the, who these guys could play? And he specifically addressed Jonah. Nick Saban said, oh, Jonah could play anywhere. Jonah could play anywhere. He's, he's going to be good at the next level. And so I don't really worry about moving him to, Right tackle, I think that'll be fine. And if you need to move him inside, ultimately, I think that's fine too. All right, so speaking of tackles, some big ones went off the board at the start of the second round. Alex Leatherwood went to Jacksonville. Elijah Vera Tucker went to New York. Uh, Trayvon Mooring, the safety out of TCU, went. And then um, Sam Cosme from the Falcons, or, or the Falcons took Sam Cosme. That's a guy I would have taken at 38. Tyson Campbell goes to the Eagles. So now I'm on the clock. There's a couple options that I like. Uh, Dylan Raddins, the the kid who really dominated the senior bullet from North Dakota State. He's on my radar. Walker Little, like him a lot, out of Stanford. And Carlos Basham Jr. Now, now the key here is, what do you think is going to be there in round three? Because you could use a corner, you could use an edge, and, you know, and you could use another offensive lineman. 
I think we're still going to be able to find some sort of edge in round three. I do. And maybe I'm crazy, but at 38, I'm going to take Walker Little, the tackle out of Stanford. So we'll continue the simulation here. And all right, so it loaded here, and we do have some options. Rashad Weaver, the edge out of Pitt. Liam Eichenberg, the tackle out of Notre Dame, but we just addressed tackle. So it's worth noting. Uh, James Hudson is available, the tackle out of the University of Cincinnati that Mike Renner praised earlier this week on this podcast. Uh, uh, Amon St. Brown, uh, Amon Russ St. Brown, excuse me, um, is available. Uh, Levi Onzariki, and I like him, a defensive lineman out of Washington. Um, that's a guy who I could certainly see the Bengals taking at some point here, especially if it's round three. Um, whew. I, I, I don't think I can go offensive line here. I just you, you, There is such thing as too much. I just got Walker Little. You obviously signed Trent Williams. I brought in Riley Reef, brought in uh, a really quality guard. So to me, the only one, I, and I'm just looking, Creed Humphrey went about 15 picks prior. That would have been a guy that, oh, man, he's good on the interior. You could pair him with Tooney. He's obviously capable of playing center, and that might be his best position. That's where he's listed. Um, so he's not there though. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go edge here. I'm gonna go Rashad Weaver, the edge out of Pitt, and, and so that's that's it. So that's the off season simulator. Uh, you guys have to let me know and let Jake know who did better. Go back last week and listen uh, to what Jake did. Uh, the, the the key difference is. He addressed wide receiver and free agency as well and got a guy in Curtis Samuel. What I did is I got two stud offensive linemen in free agency, Joe Tooney and Trent Williams. He had Taylor Moten and then was kind of rolling with it at guard and I think ultimately drafted a guard. So two really good scenarios. I'll uh, give you a a quick rundown of mine one last time here. I re-signed Carl Lawson to a three-year contract, re-signed a three- or four-year contract. I can't remember, but it was for $13.5 million. Uh, William Jackson III re-signed him to a three-year $13.5 million per year contract. I think Lawson's was four years. Uh, Atkins, Mike Daniels, both back one-year deals, $2.5 million. I released Atkins initially, was able to convince him to stay home. Marcus Hunt, $1 million bucks, keeping him here. So the D-line, not saying you addressed it, but it's not as, as huge of a need in the trenches or, or in the, the interior as it appears on the surface, which allowed me to go edge in that third round. Trent Williams, obviously the, the get of the get of all gets, three years, $16 million per. Joe Tooney, three years, $15.5 million per. Uh, I'm okay with it. You know, thirty million on those two guys. Let's roll, baby. Their quarterbacks making more, and those two guys are going to keep your quarterback upright and healthy. Alden Smith, two year, ten million dollars, so boost the edge. Added Greg Zerline on a one year deal, and Riley Reef on a one year, two million dollar deal for a little depth at tackle. So we're good there. And then in the draft, Penny Sewell was gone. I think that is going to be the case in the real draft. Not sure. Um, Rashawn Slater also went, so it's not like tackle was a clear option. So I took Jamar Chase, another weapon for Joe Burrow. What else did I do? Took Walker Little, a tackle that has showed high, high end, uh, skill set here 
is dealt with some injuries, but I like him. I like him a lot, especially if you can get him in the second round at 38th overall. And then Rashad Weaver, the edge out of Pittsburgh. So to me, I started this podcast off with saying I want to make Burrow's life easier. Well, I brought in two stud offensive linemen, added depth on the offensive line, drafted a young tackle that I think can help, especially you know if Jonah doesn't work out or for, for some reason one of these guys gets dinged up, then they can slide in there. Addressed edge with Alden Smith and Rashad Weaver also brought back Lawson. And, and I think the, the, the thing that really that I'm more excited about than maybe you might be, bringing Geno back. And, and I don't know how realistic it is, but if you could do it, man, that defensive line just feels different because he was good in training camp last year before he injured that shoulder. And he did look like the old Gino that I covered uh, for many of years before uh, departing, right, in my, my initial stint in Cincinnati. So we'll see what happens. That is my offseason rundown. Make sure you give me a grade at James Rapine on Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And on tomorrow's show, Jake is going to give me a grade. So we'll see uh, We'll see what happens there. By the way, the Bengals still have $5.6 million to spare, give or take a, uh, a half million here or there, because maybe I could have got a guy a, cheap, a little cheaper than that or a little more than that, depending on the situation. But either way, I'm happy with this. I would go to $18 million on Trent Williams if I had to. No-brainer to me. Uh, we'll see what happens in free agency. I appreciate you for listening. Until next time, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.